Hello and welcome back to Reeling in the Piers. My name is Gary O'Brien and this is a podcast where I get some of my very good friends on to chat about and discuss all kinds of movies. So joining me today, once again, it's Sirka Lachlan and she's here to talk about the 1975 musical comedy horror, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. So stick around, we hope you enjoy. <laughs> Happy Halloween season or something. Spooky season. Yeah, spooky season. Are you doing a spooky roster? A spooky ro- like for the movies. Yeah. The plan is so this will either come out. I don't know when this is coming out, but it'll be. A, don't trust me. It's gonna be within spooky season. Okay? The, po- so the poo release. Me. The poo release. Do you want to give so so Sarah on her calendar had pod release down. But it looked like poo release. Yeah, handwritten. This isn't on like Handwr- Google. This is, I didn't type in poo release. <laughs> Just for anyone who has access to a keyboard right now, I want you to look at how far D is away from O. <laughs> And just to realise how hilarious would it would be if she wrote poo release instead of pod release. So this is it. This is the poo release. No, we don't know when the pod will We release. don't know when poo release will be, okay? <laughs> We're going to have to wait with anticipation. <laughs> um, but it's definitely part of spooky season. It's yeah. a spooky season movie. Um, that being the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, this... I, I was so happy when you said you wanted to do this, but I, I won't give too much away because I'm gonna ask why did you why did you pick why did you why did you pick a movie that, you know, is so vital in your opinion to spooky season? <laughs> oh god, you've already given me enough to talk about just in that setup. First off, I was pleasantly surprised that you were really down for it because I wasn't sure if this sort of campy musical would be on your radar, but I suppose it's more balanced by like the campiness and the silliness and the that stuff. Because like it's horror in very loose inverted like commas. <laughs> There's nothing actually yeah. scary about it, but it is perfect for Halloween because yeah, it's trashy, it's all like costumey, and it's a load of fun. It sort of uh, arrived on my radar as a kid. I definitely saw this way too young for the first time. I saw it when I was <laughs> like thirteen. Those or- are the best ones. Yeah. those are the best movies where you're just watching it like, should I? <laughs> yeah. So- Something twigs where you're like, I probably shouldn't be watching this. Yeah. It's not just a misunderstanding or jokes going over your head. You're like, oh, these have mature themes. <laughs> so I I'm s- just looking, what, what is the rating of this movie? It's uh, probably nothing, probably like a 15 or... But... Uh, oh no, I'm just getting the reviews. No, in the sense that like, I always feel like, you know when you're watching like a movie that's 18s, you know you shouldn't be watching it. But I feel like this yes. is like PG-13 or something. Exactly, it's <laughs> something it's, weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's just the themes are just oh, like, okay, sorry, I'm just seeing articles like, is it okay for my 17-year-old to go see Rocky Horror? Oh, bless. <laughs> yeah, because I watched it first when I was like 13, maybe 14 at like a sleepover. And because the girl who I was sleeping over with was obsessed with meatloaf, because of course she was. Uh, yeah. You know, every young 14-year-old loves an old rock star from, I don't know where in America he's from, but she was obsessed with Meatloaf. So we were watching it and like, we were budding little weirdos. So it was like, we knew that this had like, it was a name, you know, like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I remember being like, huh, parts of this I do not get. (laughs) And there is sex happening <laughs> and then when i was a little older again my brother went as frankenfurter to a halloween party so he had like the fishnets the corset and i'm like 
damn, all right. <laughs> yeah. He pulled it off. He looked great. But like, it's also funny as well. And like, we'll, we'll talk a bit about more about like, what the movie's about and uh, everything. But I just think it's so funny that a movie that has such an iconic song, The Time Warp, which you've probably heard at like a million weddings. And like, mm-hmm. like I feel like it's been a it's been a song kids have danced to for years without actually knowing what it's from so like i'd say it's just so haunting where it's like oh where is this this is a great song oh that, that must be a good musical and then they just sit down and watch it and it's not until because it's the way the movie goes it's not till the song after this after time warp happens where you're like oh yes. wow this is a movie that i was not prepared for yeah, this isn't just a fun party at, and this is a quote, some hunting lodge for rich weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tim Curry shows up and just oh, blasts everyone away. Oh my god, do I love Tim Curry in this. It's, it's great, like, I, I, in my notes I have, like, different things, and one of my notes, like, for my overarching opinions and views and thoughts or whatever, is just Tim Curry, because he's just... Just Tim Curry, man. In general. Tim, Tim Curry, like... He's he was all over our childhood in ways you wouldn't expect. So like for me, I was a big fan of the Wild Thornberries, and he was Nigel yes. Thornberry. Oh my god, yeah, iconic voiceover actor. And in a very O'Loughlin turn of events, we had the Sleeping Beauty. Oh my god, Christmas oh sequel, right? <laughs> yeah. on VHS. It wasn't until I was way too old, like. 16 plus that I realised that was not the actual Beauty and the Beast movie. I never questioned that Tale of Oldest Time wasn't in this movie or uh, Be Our Guest was in this movie. There's like a Christmas shitty sequel you know with Tim Curry. Oh, I have that. And it's like, <gasps> but you know what's strange? Is that like, I don't know. I feel like our parents used to go to like Extra Vision and they yeah. used to get these this shit for like free because I feel like everyone oh, yeah. has these discount Disney versions and they remember yes. them better like I still remember The Lion King 2 better than The Lion King and I, yes. and I feel like our parents just used to get like extra ones for free and they'd come home and be like we got you the only Beauty and the Beast movie that we're gonna pay for <laughs> Beauty and the Beast a blessed Christmas or whatever yeah. a beautiful Christmas so you'll remember that Tim Curry played the scary organ yes with terrifying CGI <laughs> And um, I read so I read just just speaking about how he's all over our childhood. Um, it was because I know him, I think most people would probably know him best for um the Home Alone movie. I feel like that's just for some yes. reason that's just the, the the one thing I I know he's in other stuff like he's in yeah. it, he's in he's in I think he's in Annie he's in the Adams Family movies as well. Uh, uh, Clue, in Mupp- which is Clue, a favorite of mine. Muppet Treasure <gasps> Island. Muppet Treasure Island. He's a fun, yes, anyway. but like a Fern Gully as well. He plays the weird uh, pollution thing and that. That's how I kind of. I knew ah, his voice first. I was never a big fan girly person oh that's fair uh, but what you call it apparently he so first of all this movie his first theatrical uh, m- debut which is just I incredible I uh, yes. but also apparently for years he took on a load of like plain roles and just like boring people to try and get away mm. from Frankenfurter because he was like oh this is all people who know me as I, I need to try and get back to like more regular characters so it's interesting like he obviously was the hotel concierge and he was like yeah. the dad in Adam's family who's fairly like just creepy but like it is a, anyway I just think it's just strange that that's the direction Frankenfurter went after this movie yeah I think he then maybe re-embraced the weirdness yeah. with probably something like It because It was huge 
what like was huge? being he it uh, he was Pennywise. What what is it? Damn it! Oh I, mean, my I did God. this. <laughs> <laughs> I did this at the Casino Royale podcast as well. He's such a troll. Why are we friends with you? Why I do we show up know. on your podcast? Why this you is keep your bringing eighth, me back? This is your eighth time here. You've no excuse. <laughs> Fill oh, me once, shame on you. Fill <laughs> me twice, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Shame on you. Yeah. The first step is admitting I have a problem. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah. Um, so I guess the main point we're trying to talk about is one, Tim Curry's great, and two, this is a great movie. I love this. It's so much fun, and I guess when when you kind of when you just lean into it, it's just it's it you can't not enjoy it, and it's exact. It does exactly what it tries to achieve. I think as well, um, which is kind of just can't be overtly sexual yes. <laughs> homage to 1930 to 1970s horror movies science fi and science fiction and horror movies exactly um, it's just fun it's fun and yeah. pulpy and silly yeah and it doesn't take itself seriously which i love and the best part about it is that it is now available although we're not sponsored by them on disney fucking plus i could not believe when you told me it was on disney plus that the corporate overlords of Katzenberg or whoever's head of Disney now, uh, Iger, Bob Iger, was like, ah, yeah, the the transsexual sex movie. Let's put that on <laughs> Disney. Obviously, we will be using the term transsexual as it appears in the movie. I do not believe that is quite... This was like pre-understanding gender politics. <laughs> Pre-anything. Pre-anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, yeah, it was, it, uh, Tim Curry was in, like, watch Fishnets and Heels, and that was outrageous. Oh, I know. <laughs> now, there, now there is a show that is, like, like all about drag, in a way, and it's, like, massive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't bat an eye, like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I think, I, like I was trying to, like I was originally pointing out before I got distracted by the fact that it's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> um, go watch it. It's great crack. Um, and again, just lean into it. Have fun with it. It's it's wacky and wild. Um, but we're going to talk. There's not really many spoilers to it unless the ver- until the very end. So it'll be relatively spoiler free. But don't worry. We'll let you know when those spoilers are coming. Um, but... Yeah, so I guess like wh- like what what where do you want to start with this movie? Won't well, like the 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 the, the, the fantastic characters. The the, the, well, the story's a bit garbage, but it doesn't matter. Um, like <laughs> the, the story's just there to string songs together. Exactly. The um, and just like bits, just like one liners. They all just happen <laughs> in between everything else. Yeah, and like the the music is obviously great. I guess yes. the one thing that I didn't know the first time I watched it, which was oh by the way, I want to mention that in case she listens. My sister is a huge fan of this movie. She loves it. And she's the she's <gasps> the person who has the box set um, of this and the sequel. And I'll talk about the sequel a bit later on. There's a... Ooh. I've told you about the sequel. I'm so sure I've told you about the sequel. You probably have. I, bl- I, I blocked it out. And you said you haven't <laughs> seen it. I'm pretty sure you blocked it out. But, I listen um, to 60% of what you say. That's fair. That's why I make so many <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> exactly. I haven't been on eight episodes. I've been on four. Yeah. But uh, good maths. <laughs> she, she uh, so she loves this movie and she's the reason I've watched this so um, my sister if you're listening thank you but uh, we both have sisters called so we can just do a shout out and it'll cover them both I wasn't going to say their name but just the, oh, for, we, for we, just, we bleep it 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they'll both know. They'll both know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, the one thing I didn't know about this is it was originally uh, based on a musical stage production uh, called The Rocky Horror Show. And it was written by uh, the main man himself, Richard O'Brien, who reprises... A, well, he, doesn't, he doesn't reprise her all. I think he played Eddie in the musical, but he plays Riff Raff okay. in this. Um, so he wrote it. Uh, apparently it was one winter... Uh, he was doing a stage show in, in in London and he was just sitting upstairs. He used to live above, I think. And he just wrote this because he loved science fiction and horror movies. And nice. the director he was doing the other show with heard about it and was like, oh, what are you doing there? And he goes, let's make it a musical. And it's it's become this massive worldwide phenomenon. It's 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 one of the longest running movies of all time because it's still in limited release. I think it's it's it, it says here forty six years, but that that's oh that's right forty six years. Uh, it's it's been showing yeah, yeah. around the world. Uh, it's oh, the yeah. longest running movie of all time. Um, it's 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 not only just a movie, but it's an event for a lot of people because yes. there's so many things where people go and they get dressed up as the characters and sing along. They sing along. Like. There, there there's parts of the movie where if a character says something, the audience replies. Um, yeah. it, it, it's been entered into the US like National Film Registry it's in 2005. It is one of the most iconic movies ever made. A hundred percent. It is one of the eight now eight wonders of the world. Like, <laughs> the Pyramids of Giza and the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Do you want to name all of the seven? Uh, this nope. is a, this is the eighth wonder. Do you want to know why? Because it's your eighth podcast, sir. Can you uh-huh. There you go. No, we brought it back. So, like, yeah, the movie just gets into it straight away. Yeah, and that's what I love about it. It's just like, oh, we're not just come on. We just need these people being a spooky house. So let's go to the spooky house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's not waste time with backstory. You don't need backstory for Brad and Janet. We're just getting to the spooky house. Um, <laughs> they're dating. The end. Spooky heads. <laughs> no, they're date. They're dating. Um, they oh. love each other, and they say they're going to love each other for the rest of their lives. Enter spooky house. <laughs> like, Enter spooky house. Everything changes. Um, the spooky house is the third in this relationship. <laughs> yes. Um, but I guess yeah, like we said, all these scenes kind of string together the music. Uh, and as a lover of music, like yourself, and musicals. What are, what are your thoughts on the music from a technical point that I wouldn't be able to understand in the sense that like just from the composition oh, and whatnot? Fabulous. I didn't think too deeply into it, not gonna lie. I was just like watching it for enjoyment rather yeah. than like trying to analyze it too much, but I was re-listening <laughs> to all the songs as I'm sure you were too. Oh yeah. But, like there's just so many like little riffs and things that they do that make it sound so like a period piece mm-hmm. like in Eddie's song there's just like all these little brass bits that make it sound very like doo-wop or like um the opening numbers that are like old school romantic movies almost like what would play along with a black and white movie because yeah I was gonna say that we get right into it uh, with Brad and Janet but of course there is the opening scene the, the opening scene. famous Lips. The, the hot, li- hot red lips. The hot coming red you, lips. Coming at you thick and fast. <laughs> I don't know. But it's, um, yeah, that, that, like, the, the red lips are, like, synonymous with this movie. And it's how it opens. And it's really interesting because that's, like, so like I said, it was made on a stage production. So they obviously needed to, a lot of the stuff they could transfer over. Like, I know mm. a lot of the costumes are apparently the exact same. They just got <laughs> done up for movies because, yeah. you know, they don't need to look that detailed when people are sitting, you know, 20 rows back. But when you're watching it on exactly. a big screen, they need to look a bit better. But one of the things was this title scene. And uh, originally it was sung by, oh my God, I'm going to forget the names of the characters. I think it was the character of Magenta. 
comes out on, on the stage and she sings it with the guitar. And I, like I sent you the version. I don't know if you listened to that version I sent. I didn't send it to you, but I told you about the, the Australian. Australian yeah, it's much. Okay, no, it's a much different it. song. It's okay. but like even in the original London production, really different. Because um, I went down a rabbit hole, and uh, because I'm a masochist, I listened to some of the Glee version. Oh, don't fucking do that to yourself. <laughs> I looked at the. I was watching some of the anniversary show. And yeah. that's also garbage, in my opinion. But it's fine. But uh, then again, that's the thing about Rocky Horror. Everyone's allowed to have their own version of it, and that's why the whole exactly. events are about. But I can still I think they're like garbage. I, exactly. There's this one like kind of pure source, and then from there, as long as that is preserved, and it is in the film yeah. registry or whatever, then yeah, do as many covers, parodies, whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> but um, it's 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 how James Bond has survived for so long. Exactly. <laughs> do whatever you want, but there's always the other stuff that you might like better. Um. <laughs> But yeah, this Red Lips kind of thing, like this this wasn't obviously part of the stage production. Uh, originally, I think Patricia Quinn, who was the voice of, who, who played Magenta on stage, was like, great, I get to sing the, the opening song. And they got some actress to do the, to do the lips and then she was going to sing the words. And then I may have mentioned him earlier, Richard O'Brien, the guy who made the show, uh, made, made the stage production and the, wrote the songs. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to sing that song, actually, I think. I know it's normally your character, but actually, I think I'm going to do it instead. I think I really embody it. Like, yeah. you know, it's me, R- Richard O'Brien from Crystal Maze. I'm going to yeah. sing this song. <laughs> uh, and it's a great song, because it's, it's, it, it it, it, it's talking complete gibberish, because it's oh, talking yes. all about, like, these different movies, like Flash Gordon, The Invisible Man, King Kong, Forbidden yes. Planet, like, all these random movies spanning from, like, the 30s to the 70s in a vague reference to this movie. Like, they say Brad and Janet at one point, and you're like, oh, is this about this movie? And then you just realise, no, it's not. Nope. (laughs) It's just Richard O'Brien listing things he likes. And I I read something online, which was kind of cool, where it's like, what was interesting about Richard O'Brien taking over the singing part was that it kind of just leads into the theme of, uh, so it fits into this theme of androgyny without the entire movie as well, which I thought was like... That's cool, yeah. You are exactly setting up as it's going to go. Way to use a theme to just screw someone out of the job like <laughs> no no I'm doing this because I'm actually a feminist Patricia I'm so such like... <laughs> an ar- I'm such an artist you're out of the job <laughs> so like I know this is your role but fuck you so uh... <laughs> exactly but like I can I can understand vaguely like I think I, and I've listened to so again I was going to talk about this a bit later where I so I went back and listened to the original Broadway or not Broadway West End yeah. recordings versus the movies my yeah. god did they do a great job with the movie there's very yes. there's very few recorded I think the singer for Janet in the West End one's pretty good uh, and Brad yeah. and Janet are pretty good which is funny because they're one of the only two people recast for the entire movie yeah. anyway but uh, I think they're a bit stronger in in, in the in the musical but yeah, this this opening is just let it's it makes no sense but it's great no, it's exa- it, exactly it prepares you for exactly what's coming you don't know what's going on? Great. Buckle in. This is it. <laughs> like, it's not going to get much more coherent yeah. than this. One thing I will say that was pleasant about watching it on Disney Plus is if you like listen to some of the songs or find clips on YouTube, oh my God, is it garbage quality. And oh, then okay. being able to see this in like, like from the movie, just like yeah, it's yeah. all 480p and garbage noise. Yeah. And then watching it on 
Disney, I was like, oh, I can see details and I can hear things. I was like, this is beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and sorry, just one thing. I want to talk about the, the music. I meant, to, I meant to add it in there as well, which what I loved about it is it just combines so many genres as well. Like you've got the kind of the rock, the heavy rock. You've got like that disco stuff with the time warp in a way. You've also got that American, like you said, that rock and roll stuff as well. Like, or yeah. even like that American soul stuff with the, the yeah. some of the saxophone stuff. It is great. And then you've got the ballads as well. Like it's, <gasps> it's, it's, it's a phenomenally balanced movie. Like some of the songs, yes. like all the movies, all the songs are kind of great, um, yeah. whether they be from a musical point of view or a character point of view, like yeah, um, or like a story point of view. Like yeah. I would never go back and listen. Oh my god, I love the song. I'll make you a man, but it's just, <laughs> but it's just when you know the character of Frankenfurter, it's just yes. like this is excellent. Yeah, you know, it's so fu- it's yes. yeah, it's 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 like it's kind of like on quality of like of Bo Burnham's Inside for anyone that's seen it and that like you know what I mean as in like the songs are so funny that I'll listen to it for that rather than me just enjoying the song yeah they can stand alone and yeah. they move the, the story along yeah uh, and I guess the other I, the other big thing and we kind of mentioned it there like just the sheer um, like it was so outrageous at the time but now it's just kind of hailed as this this great um, sort of source of uh just uh, sexual liberation, I guess, that's kind yeah. of come from this movie that I think was was massive and probably unintentional. Like, they probably just wanted to make something fun and they didn't realise they'd have such responsibility for that going exactly. forward. Yeah, because they're like, oh, we're going to be fun and edgy and, like, pushing the envelope. And now, like, for everyone on all gender and sexual spectrums, they're like, oh, maybe I too can be a man wearing fishnets yeah. or have sex with whoever I want and everyone just have a fun, campy time. We can all run around in our underwear. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and it's and it's funny because, like, so, so uh, Tim Curry uh, is straight, I believe. I, actually I believe don't, so. I, I don't know. Actually, I didn't mention checking to it. But like, you see him get with both Brad and Janet. And, but yet, no questions. And no, no nothing. No nothing. There's no like, but it's great because the characters are kind of like, how could you? And it's like, how could you? It's not like, wait, you're? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. There's, there's no questions. It's just like, how could you? But he's so charismatic. It's almost like, well, yeah, that's kind of it. All right. <laughs> and it's funny because I read something. It was great. It was like, uh, so first of all, uh, Tim Curry states that the character of Frankenfurter is pansexual. Um, Makes sense. But um, what else was I read? Yeah, uh, there was something... Apparently, Tim Curry had described that like so. He's quite the opposite of Frankenfurter because he's very you know thoughtful and well spoken. Whereas that he says his boisterous projection, uh, projecting mannerisms and booming voice are part of the inner demons that needed to be brought out for uh, for <laughs> brought out of him for his many dynamic acting roles throughout his career. So for this movie, he said the character of Frank really came from uh, came to fruition when Tim started wearing the high heeled shoes. Um, and the director said something that I just think is so perfect to describe the character which was that uh, so his name is Jim Sharman is the writer and director and he goes says that Frankenfurter is the man every woman wanted to be and the woman that every man wanted to be (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly it's beautiful and like god we could sit here for hours and talk about it but just like everything is so silly the fact that we're saying with a straight face his name is Dr. Frankenfurter (laughs) as if this is like (laughs) with an an English accent (laughs) oh yeah Complete, except it when it's a random northern accent. So I looked into this because I got I because we were talking about this when we went on holiday yes. recently about how <laughs> this was off air yeah. proof that we actually are friends outside yeah. the podcast. <laughs> we had that mandatory check in um, a couple of weeks ago, but um, our quarterly check, quarterly check, our AGM. <laughs> but um, so apparently he was going to so for the stage production he was going to do the voice as a German accent. But he, I, I think it was something that he heard some woman on the bus 
speaking in a very posh English accent. And okay. he's based the voice of Queen Elizabeth II and her mother. Uh, oh, so, I can see that, I can see that. I so when he's saying that. round and ground, we kind of perceive it as like a Northern Irish kind of ground. But grind. Grind. Yeah. But when you say it like the posh queen that I'm not going to try and attempt. No. Ground. Yes, the ground. 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 Yeah, I don't fucking This is know. great content. It's, I love it. This, would be, this is going to be the Instagram. Like, the ground. Ground. Pound. Um, so, so yeah, so that's why he sounds weird at times because he's ah. trying to put on that... Um, Posh royal queen exactly yes yes <laughs> um but yeah and it's great like again just to go back to like I think uh, also the best part about um the sexuality in this movie that I really enjoyed uh, which is a weird way to start a sentence <laughs> yeah go for it <laughs> but it's um apparently Tim Curry once said that he got to meet Prince Charles and Prince Diana um for Ooh. some um production of some other thing he was doing and. Uh, he were, and Jada, you meet them, what you call it, the, the, the line, and they come and they shake everyone's hand and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think he was at the end of it. And then uh, Prince Charles apparently was only like vaguely recognised Tim Curry. Uh, and apparently he's like, oh, yes, I've seen you on the television. Um, whereas Prince Diana apparently turned to uh, Tim Curry and it said, and in quote, with a wicked smile, that Har- Rocky Horror had quite completed her education. <gasps> Amazing. How great is that? <laughs> That is fantastic. So I hope they cover that in the new uh, Diana Spencer movie with Kristen Stewart. <laughs> it has to be in every adaptation now. Every season of The yeah. Crown has to have them watching it's Rocky just, Horror on it's, VHS. No, it's, yeah, it's just it's just she has that. She All of a sudden it's just like a shot of the doorway and she has it on the TV and then the door closes and you hear a lock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... So so yeah, like I like I said, the songs are great. The first one we talked about there at length, probably the most iconic. Well, one of the most iconic um, science fiction double feature. Uh, the next mm-hmm. one being "Damn It, Janet," where we get to be introduced to the "Damn It, Janet" and Brad. <laughs> and Brad, <laughs> yeah. I love this song. I remember again in secondary school, uh, I had a friend whose parents were both actors, and she like loved this movie. And she said that if she was ever to go into acting, she would want to be the background people who just go. Janet. Janet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brad. <laughs> and it is just the wordplay and like the way that the rhythm lines up is so good mm. in this song. And it's just, yeah, Brad, they come out of a wedding and he's like, oh, you caught the bouquet so elegantly, Janet. You're the girls to the bride's bouquet. <laughs> bouquet. <laughs> and it's just like in one sentence sets up like, oh, I love that. I'm so glad we met that one time in science class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then he, they're engaged yeah. and they have a song about and, it. And I love it's just like, it's just like they're going to celebrate by visiting their old science professor. This science professor was hooking people up because they're at the wedding of two other people who met in this science class. We didn't get a module like that at all. No. I went to college with all of yous for fucking ever and I'm not married to anyone. Oh my God. I'm going to make, uh, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, this could get dangerous. <laughs> These are um, <laughs> risky walls. Yeah. But um but it's great cuz it kind of introduces Jan and Brad being that classic American couple, you know, from the 50s yeah. who like love each other and they're probably getting married too young and will despise each other by the age of 45. But it's, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's great cuz he kind of Brad's like a shy nervous dude and and Janet's yeah. like stunning looking played by Susan Sarandon no less as well Susan Sarandon I was gonna say has Brad been in anything else and uh, if so am I just like missing it out nah yeah. he's not in a lot 
Susan Sarandon's like the big name. She's one of the big names. But so, of the two of them, she's the big name. So she apparently was... So they wanted to, they wanted big American actors for it so that the movie would do well. Which is why Richard O'Brien got recast as Eddie because they could get Meatloaf in. Susan Sarandon was another okay. big deal. Um, funny enough, do you want to know who... Like, there's some really interesting stuff. Do you know who in, uh, auditioned for Brad? Tell me. Steve Martin. Steve... Oh, I can Couldn't see you that. see it? Yeah, like... But it'd be a shame in a way because I feel like maybe bar Susan Sarandon, a lot of these people are like tied to this movie forever and like can't yeah. escape it. Whereas I would have hate to see that happen to Steve Martin. But like, yeah. I think he was so big he wouldn't have been able to. Oh, another yeah, person. They're... Do you want to know another person who was, uh, this was ridiculous, um, who was, uh, <laughs> who apparently wanted to play Frankenfurter, but um, obviously wasn't picked. Mick Shoot. Jagger. <laughs> Oh, that would be a very different movie. <laughs> Wouldn't I it? would feel more uncomfortable. I feel like he'd be too yeah. into the person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'd be like, oh, I'm the shit. I'd yeah. be like, no, it's meant to be fun. It's just like, I know Tim Curry is acting like he wants to fuck everyone, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like yeah. Hugh Jagger might have fucked everyone. <laughs> yeah, on the sound set, you're just like, I think Jagger's gonna <laughs> fuck me later. <laughs> Well, I Tim Curry would I, be like a gentleman. I don't think he read the script. I think he's just <laughs> he's just showed up and knows everything. What has he ever actually done acting, or is it just again he's a name that you could? And he's a name. He's yeah. He's a name. He can yeah. sing. He's yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. Of uh, imagine Steve Martin as Brad, but uh, no, I think your man Barry Bostwick um, <laughs> is both forgettable, uh, 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 like uh, like has that kind of like forgetfulness as Brad but also just generally as an actor because we do not know anything else he's been in yeah no but that's the thing he's probably hopefully if his contract was good he is dining out on Rocky Horror for the rest of no, his life no they <gasps> oh is that why oh no so again I did a lot of reading of this apologies uh, so Susan Sarandon doesn't like mm-hmm. talking about this movie because she's right. quite bitter about the royalties so mm. they don't get any royalties from the DVDs or the Jesus. VHS or anything. And this movie didn't make a lot of money at the, up, time, at yeah. the time up front. And obviously it gets the limited series, but I think they get a, they might get a small percentage of that or not even. So yeah. this, this, this franchise, or not franchise, but this movie has made a lot of money to which they haven't seen a lot of it. So Susan Sarandon apparently doesn't like talking about it because she's quite bitter about it. Rightly, rightly fair. so. Like, like, yeah, fair. <laughs> no, not in a bad way. Just more like, as in like, fuck you. Yeah, no. Yeah. Because, yeah, they couldn't have known. They were like, no. we're making a stupid show that has barely any plot <laughs> that will be, like, banned probably in cinemas and countries or whatever. So how could they have known it would have turned into, you know, four decades on, it would still be as huge, bigger than it ever yeah. was. And this came out roughly, I think, was it the same year, Star Wars? I don't know. I think Star Wars was 95. oh my god. So, like, I think those are two movies that came out where it's like, did you have any idea how big this would be? Yeah, no, they... You can um, never predict. Also, another thing, I think she caught pneumonia as well shooting this. Oh, I heard something about that, yeah. Because yeah, so, she's just in her... She's in the nip practically half the time. Oh my God, I have so much trivia. It's coming out the wazoo. Um, so par- <laughs> We're never going to get to actually no, talking about the movie. never. It's just... I just I, it's because it was such a shoddily made production as well. Because like yes. it was all so cheap and they had to try and do everything on the fly. Um, it's all just plasterboard and sequins. So for the song Touch a Touch Me, uh, Touch a Touch a Touch Me, uh, they had asked her to do it fully nude. Uh, but apparently she flatly refused because she was like, I have been nude in so many other movies. Movies. She's like, can I just wear clothes, please? <laughs> please. I know I'm in a sex movie. I know. But can I, please? I, know, I know I'm in a song that is practically saying, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. <laughs> 
But could we have a bit of class here? Please. Mr. T. Curry. Yeah. Um, okay, let's let's move through some of the other songs. So there, good point. Um, there's a light over at the Frankenstein place. Oh, I love good song. There's a light. There's yeah. A, uh, it's I like it, but yeah, it's not like a banger or anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, get they, the job their done. Car. Yeah, they their flat tire busts, and they're like, let's just go into the house and ask to use their telephone. So they're like, oh, there's a light on over here. Yeah, this will be wonderful. Teeny tiny little thing about the uh, about, about the uh, when they're in the car. Um, Richard Nixon's res- resignation speech is is on the radio, and that's the one thing Richard O'Brien hates about this because he goes, damn it, it's tied it down to a time period. Oh, a time and a place. Yeah. Oh. But apparently he's came out and said, no, uh, Brad is just listening to a recording of that. So it can be any Yeah, because I was going to say, like, why would you make that decision at the time of filming to have it on? I don't think it was his or something. I think it was the director. Oh, gotcha, uh, Jim gotcha, Sherman. Gotcha. Um, so what happens is they go into the house and then we get the time warp. Warp. What a song. <gasps> what a song. Yeah, this, this spooky hunchback... <laughs> kind of guy answers the door as like yes come on in and they're like we just want to use your telephone and we're gonna do a two-person reenactment of Rocky Horror Uh, it's astounding time is fleeting you said like Alan Rickman doing the timer Alan (laughs) Rickraff madness takes its turn Listen. Sorry, no, this is gone off. And then Magenta just appears, not for very much long. <laughs> just Miss McGonagall out of nowhere. Um, this is a great also a narrator who doesn't oh, do much. Well, I'm like, glad who you. Who doesn't, doesn't. I'm fucking glad you mentioned the narrator because it's time for our one and only Gary fact. <laughs> this actor. Uh, is called Charles Gray. And what's fantastic about him is that he has appeared in not one, but two James Bond movies. He was in, I he recognize. was only, he was in You Only Live Twice as Henderson, John, uh, James Bond's best friend who gets drunk with in the books, but in the movie he just dies. And then he comes back <laughs> in the Diamonds Are Forever two movies later as Blofeld for no fucking reason. So for me, this guy's like, he's both James Bond's ally and villain. And it's one of the only times someone has come back and been both, except for Jack Wade for from uh, The Living Daylights and Goldeneye, but we won't get into it. That's a Gary fact, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Goodbye. The narrator. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, the narrator. Apparently Vincent Price was, Price was supposed to do, but he had scheduling I conflicts. I heard that. Mm. Uh, that would have been great. It would have been. But I, I, like this, I like this narrator. Yeah. I think Vincent Price would almost have been wasted. I, I think Vincent Price role. would have been... Ve- yeah, and I think Vincent Price would have lent this legitimacy, which it's not supposed mm. to have. It's supposed <laughs> exactly. to be a parody of everything. And I feel like if you get yes. him into this, it's it, it's almost gives it like, oh, well, this is supposed... We're supposed to treat this like all the other... Like Vincent Price, yeah. classic like um, horror movie narrator. He did a lot of like, TV shows. He's the voice in Thriller as well. So like, you know, when you think of Spooky Scary Time and Spooky Season, no yeah. less, you, you, think of, you, you think of Vincent Price. So... Um, he would have been great yeah for it would be treated like oh this is now just a bad movie yeah. rather than like <laughs> but with a this, fun bad movie with this guy he's he has that legitimacy of being English and very posh but also could yes. be quite camp to be you know giving us the instructions of the time warp exactly he's just there to like kind of interrupt sometimes and then tell you that it's just a jump to the left <laughs> Put your hands on your hips. <laughs> exactly. But I love this. I was trying to imagine, like, what is actually happening for the minor characters. They've all been invited 
to the Frankenstein place. To the Transylvanians. And the banner says, like, are they Transylvanians? That is my understanding of it, yes. Because, yeah, there's a big banner that's like, Transylvania party or reunion or something. Yeah. And I was like, are these just people actually coming for a party? Because then they eventually go and watch Frankenfurter do live science experiments. And I was like... Yeah, I think it's like, I'm going to do a thing. You're all welcome to come over and okay. have a party about it. And, yeah, I think that's it. Do the time warp and eat... What's the time warp? Food. What's the <laughs> it's, time warp? It's verbal garbage to basically be like, here's so, here's something like... Richard O'Brien upstairs thinking time warp. Ah, oh, time time travel is difficult to put in a movie. Let's just just let's just call it a time warp dance and not explain time warping. And it's a uh, it's you know a, a step down or up depending on your view from the Macarena. It's very doable. Yes, and it gives you the instructions. It's a uh, Mambo number five, but for yeah, it's it's <laughs> the yeah, weirdos. Yeah. Although I tell you what, they need to do. Hold on. This podcast is going to be too long anyway. Cha-cha yeah. slide. <laughs> Time warp. <laughs> Remix. Oh, it exists. Uh, Gary, for the future, if you could just put in a sample of this, that'd be great. Thank you. It's just a jump to the left. Slide to the left. To the and left. Put your hands on your hips. On your hips. <laughs> Chris and Cross. Left. Keep going Ev- left. <laughs> everybody slide to step to the left. Um, but it's great. This, 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 so this, the, what I love about this song from a story point of view is Bran and Janet, uh, they've went into this spooky place. They, they, It's dusty. It's scary. They don't know what to think of it. And then it's they just see this gothic. absolute outlandish dance. And, and Yes. And it's one of the things I loved about this movie because it, it, from this point onwards it just doesn't let you settle at, at any no. point but <laughs> no. I, not from an intentional point of view but like Richard O'Brien is like I don't want to have to write like story or script or character dialogue I, I just no. song words 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 song <laughs> so it's just so fast paced you don't get a chance to settle in genuine song change location song change location <laughs> So yeah, they're like horrified at the, these displays of like opulence or I don't know, but you're like, it's just people in like party hats eating finger food from around the world. Yeah. There's a little Irish flag on one of the places. Like, what are Missed Yeah, that. I was like, what are they serving? <laughs> I think it looked like sandwiches. And I was just like, oh. Sandwiches and then uh, they're like, okay, no, we're going to just use your phone now. And then they're like, but the master's coming mm. and we get the introduction. Production of Dr. Frank Nfurter. Uh, so another cool thing about this movie was it was supposed to be black and white until the close-up <gasps> on his lips. Um, oh, I like that. That's cool. So it, it, it's where, I don't know if you noticed, the pictures of the Mona Lisa's are all black and white. And then oh, they're, they're lit with the coloured lights because I think when they were shooting black and white or they were thinking, oh, if we shoot black and white, it won't stand out so we need to shine it with a coloured light so it stands out mm. um, so it was all supposed to be black and white until then and then I think what happened was the studio were like no and then for like the thirty <laughs> the 25th anniversary they were like we'll make it black and white but I think it's from when they enter the building and all the fans and there's obviously a big fan base were like uh, you okay, fucked yeah. it it's, there's literally one point you're supposed the lips are the whole point yeah. <laughs> have you not seen the goddamn movie <laughs> 
but this song is um, a sweet uh, transvestite I think it's my favourite song I think it's the most oh, funnest song 10 out of 10 yeah. absolutely Hajdua <laughs> <laughs> you've met my faithful handyman uh, but yeah he comes out of the lift he's got like a freight elevator in yeah. the house called spooky scary scientist yes and he's wearing a big cape so you don't really see what's happening but he's got the big heels on they show the heels and you're like he was rocking those heels he we stand a short king he's only like five eight or five nine apparently yeah <laughs> so in these heels he's like six foot and you're like ah grand and then yeah he like whips the cloak off in sweet transvestite and he's wearing like corset heels fishnets on the legs fishnet on the hands <laughs> he's got his makeup done and janet like faints three or four times but she she learns to enjoy what's yeah. going on in these castles beneath these walls <laughs> and it's it's great because it, again it's like when you're when you're thinking from the point of view of um brad and janet you're like i'm sorry what sorry what <laughs> i just want to use your phone um, yeah. I don't know what sex party I've interrupted, <laughs> but like I just wanted to get my car up and running. And it's great because Brad literally says that because in the yeah. song he's like, "I'm glad we got you at home." <laughs> can, we, can we use your phone? He, we don't want so to funny. be a bit of a worry. He we'll just say so just where like we mis- are and <laughs> head back to get the back car. to the car. He's we so don't... misreading the room. <laughs> yeah. And it's like. She's like, dude, shut the fuck up. But he's going to try to shake your man's hand and everything. Like, yeah, he's like, well, I'm Brad Winters <laughs> and this is my fiance, Janet. I love that. I love that about the character. He's, he's, he's always so like, you know, you know, uh, straight laced. Go over and shake a man's yeah. hand when you see him. And <laughs> this game. Oh, yeah. Homegrown, good American boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and it's a great song because it's just, it introduces you to this, um, this character who is just owning any scene he's in and yes. letting know everyone know what his you know proclivities are and Absolutely. just and his his sort of three the three sort of sidekicks the two main ones would be magenta and riffraff uh but then we also have columbia yeah who's just uh fabulous a got a audio nightmare that's, <laughs> that's the thing her voice is like piercing nine octaves higher <laughs> than what everyone else is doing uh but she she crushes it i love yeah. her she's an adorable little character i love columbia <laughs> yeah and the, and, and the, like she was one of those outfits i was talking about earlier where i think they I did a lot for her outfit for the movie mm. because they have to make it like sparkle more than you would on stage and shit yeah um but uh yeah, and like again, like this at uh, this scene again, it's just he's talking about like how he's making a man with blonde hair mm-hmm. and a tan, and it's just like, and then like the bit at the end, where he's like, "Come up to the lab, see what's on the slab. I see I'll sh- make you shiver with anticipation." <laughs> but uh, have you seen the uh the twitter the twitter yeah yes. <laughs> so there's, a, there's a twitter account uh for anyone that might not know and it's like it, it's that same like lyric but it says antissa and then was it like seven years or something like that something wild, it was some, yeah. a crazy amount of years, years and years where they just replied patient <laughs> um uh, but then, then they're quickly stripped of their clothing brad and janet so this is the, one on. of the two questions i have for you <laughs> Go for it. One is your favourite song, but we can cover that later. Two being yeah. like, is, 
<laughs> lockdown's been long. I haven't been dating for a while. Do women generally wear an undergarment <laughs> skirt under their skirt? Um, no, this does still no. exist in certain forms, but uh, no, not at all. She's wearing what we would call a slip or something like a slip, uh, Gary. I Do see. you know what a slip is? I, I, I've seen Rocky Horror Picture Show now. I yeah. don't need... <laughs> I just love Brad is in like tidy whities and then yeah. like Janet's in a bra but like a skirt as well. Another skirt under her skirt, yeah. And uh, just straight away they're like, well Brad's got a huge cock. <laughs> just like, they're all just like, ooh. Yeah, I think this from this point on the movie just exponentially increases in... In just, horniness. In horniness, yeah. <laughs> they should have called it the Rocky Horny Picture Show. <laughs> I love it, yeah. But yeah, they're like, oh, you got rained on? Better take off everything. And now, go up to the lab. We're going to go see a science experiment. <laughs> close, fuck like, off. We'll get the shoved. Close. Shut up. Yeah. Sh- shut up, Tempest. Go to the lab. And they're just like shoved into the lift and brought up to where uh, the science, the live science experiment is going to happen. <laughs> such, such, um, like, such parentheses around science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, so he's, uh, so, so Rocky, uh, no, sorry, um, so, so Frankenfurter is making a man to fuck. That is the yep. goal. That's his end goal, is to make a a, a blonde-haired man with a tan and big muscles to fuck. And like the sole, just like, reason for sex. Yeah. And it's funny. A lot that was of on us, the thesis. A lot of us humans like, wonder what's the meaning of life. Rocky just needs to think, I'm getting fucked. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I'm fucking and getting fucked. Um, which is a bit disturbing when you consider that he's like, what? less than a day old and he's getting fucked yes and uh, I don't know if you caught this but he canonically has half a brain oh yes because they took uh, Eddie's brain half of Eddie's brain yeah yeah. he was like should I really have split it between the two of them (laughs) (laughs) you're like there's a lot of issues here but also it is a sci-fi movie so we'll suspend disbelief Uh, another funny thing about his character is uh, well uh, less about the character more about the actor he can't sing so all of his all of his was dubbed uh, yeah, you can. You, you lo- can kind of. You tell. can tell, but also in the sense of like, you're you're not gonna find someone that vocally trained, and also you know be in that shape as well. That, exactly, that yeah. can act. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're not getting all of it. No, <laughs> but apparently one of the things which I thought was kind of cool because I I saw I I noticed it in the movie, but I was I was unsure about it. Which is the makeup department made a little kind of cover for his belly button. Because technically he wouldn't have one because Frankenfurter made him. Um, and I can remember thinking about it, I was like, that lad's got a weird belly button. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're like, there's nudity everywhere and you're like, look at his belly button. Fucking well, it's not like, there's many zoom ups on his chest, like at all times. I do not remember <laughs> seeing it. I don't know what that says about me or you, but um, <laughs> I did not notice. Um, but it's, but yeah, so... What are the cool? Yeah, so Frank and Fred has gathered this whole audience to like make a man, and I think the next song is where it's sort of Damocles, I think. Um, sort of Damocles. But yeah. I think one of the cool, one of the cool things, is, <laughs> the science experiment involves adding different coloured water to this like <laughs> vat with like a mummified man in yeah. it. Oh yeah, it, it's a fish tank with a Scooby Doo mummy in it. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can be honest. And he's like he's like turning these dials and different like liquids are coming out and it's funny because and the electricity goes on. Oh and my off. god, I forgot about that as well. But um, one of the cool things which I read was apparently all of the colors were deliberate because behind the scenes the audio like they they're not there's no sound for it but the the, the director's like blue now green 
They're red. <laughs> Which is funny because one of the points of the movie, Tim Curry is just like, they must have said like green. He goes, where the fuck is, where the fuck is, oh, there it is. There's a bit where you can see he's just like visually confused about where the colour is. Because yeah, they're just like little taps. They're yeah. like little taps on your bath to like, you know, bring this man to life. That's how you do it. And, and it's great because like, again, just to go back to like some of that LGBTQ plus stuff, like there's a perfect, like, there's a rainbow, like, in, in the in yes. the in the vat, which is just kind of like interesting stuff. Another kind of cool thing, actually, about uh, Frankenfurter is that he he uh, puts on like a a scrub or like whatever it's called. Um, uh, it's like a lot like of a gown with... kind of thing, like whatever. Yes, like, like a surgical gown. Yeah, surgical gown, and it's got like a little pink triangle on it. And uh, it's something yes, I, I learned notice. in the Jojo Rabbit um, podcast, mm. where uh, I think in like Nazi Germany and stuff like that, they used to put. Uh, pink triangles on like gay men so mm-hmm. I, I noticed that and I was like fuck I've seen that before so I thought yeah, that was like, a, like, that's definitely cool, something like, nod yeah. to um, just again like some of that representation in the movie I guess yeah which again for his 70s was like being fairly huge like, like, out there yeah. you know I love his outfit in the lab he has like yeah the surgical gown on like big gloves but also his string of pearls he still yeah. has his like pearl necklace on <laughs> But yeah, so Rocky comes to life and has his song about like existential crisis. <laughs> Why am I here? Is it just to <laughs> this fuck? This is terrible. Yeah, and is it here or after? Where Frankenfurter's just like, I got you dumbbells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at all this gym equipment so this, I that, got. That, you. That's the song. I can make you a man. That where I can he's make just he's like, he'll do press ups, chin ups, <laughs> <laughs> and sip raw eggs. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, he, while, while all the Transylvanians are just like, Woo! <laughs> yes, he'll eat protein and high. <laughs> like, it's so great. It's just like Frankenfurter so... just being like, Look at how well I'm gonna keep this man in shape while I fuck him. Yeah, he's like, You all know, you all know, all I'm gonna do is ride him day <laughs> in, day out. But that's it, that song. Eh? No, not yet. I think that's how that song ends. It's, no, I it's think not. so. So no, hop- there's like a lot of cartoonish um, levers on the wall oh, and like fake so buttons and things. And do they accidentally press a button to like open up the deep freeze? May maybe yeah. I think that's it because at one point it wasn't super clear no, how the deep freeze opens. Yeah, because I'm just looking at my notes here, and one of the notes is the extras are so bad. A lot of them are out of sync. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that as well. Like a lot of them just weren't. No in sync um, oh, yeah. and then I have and then I, I love this one of my one of my favourite I have so many lines I didn't write them all down but one of them was like yeah. I think uh, Columbia or Magenta is like touching Rocky and he's like I didn't make oh no no I'm skipping so far ahead <gasps> yes. I'm oh, yeah, no. so far ahead um, sorry but I know the one let's yeah, save it uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no but yeah so Meatloaf comes out of the freezer <laughs> The deep freeze, the yes, deep freeze on, on his motor, on a motorbike. I okay, I adore this scene. <laughs> so obviously, this is a scene that when I watched it the first time, my friend got very excited. So this is like yeah. seared into my memory. But yeah, Columbia's like it's Eddie. Like she somehow knows he's yeah. in the freezer, and he comes out on his motorbike. He's got like a lobotomy scar. <laughs> he's got like a big scar across his forehead, and he just starts, you know. Picking up his girl and playing the saxophone. <laughs> just and he's just like, Whatever happened to partying? <laughs> Rides around terrorizing people on his motorcycle. Um so two cool things about this character. One, apparently Elvis Presley was the studio's first choice for the role. Oh no. And also apparently Elvis was actually expressed some interest in the role. Okay. Um, but I I'm, I'm kinda happier it's Meatloaf because yeah. um again. 
Elvis lends legitimacy to every, like to it in a way. As in, like to get Meatloaf, it's kind of funnier because it's yeah. yeah. And like Meatloaf was doing sort of he wasn't camp in his music, but he was doing the sort of like gothicy, rocky yeah, stuff. Yeah. So for him to be in this isn't a big departure. Yeah. And but if you get blue suede shoes to play <laughs> this this zombie man on a motorbike, you're a bit like it's a tonal dissonance that you're like I don't know yeah. how I feel about this. And, and like Meatloaf is already in that realm of let's make art that involves. Uh, subtly non-subtle or non-subtle subtle <laughs> references to sex uh, you know oh, yeah. you know that song Paradise by the Dashboard Light the song oh, yeah, about, yeah, the yeah. song about fucking in a car Meatloaf is very <laughs> aware of how to do this sort of content um, yes. but I guess another kind of cool thing about this movie was that or about the production I guess is that the person who uh, for the for the Broadway show the musical not Broadway I I'm saying Broadway the West End musical they eventually went to mm. Broadway but originally on West yeah. End um, the person who plays Eddie also plays the doctor who we'll talk about later on Oh, and apparently like Meatloaf was quite upset when he found out he couldn't he didn't get to play oh, the doctor he didn't get to play Dr. Scott um, and he was just like uh, he goes okay yeah. fine but I think I would have done a better job and I'm like no you wouldn't have <laughs> nah I would have he's too recognisable yeah but because uh, it is so ridiculous he is in this movie for like what four minutes maybe how long is the song Hot Patootie <laughs> He comes out of the deep freeze, uh, he does his song, he rides around on a motorbike terrorising the Transylvanians in this lab, and then um, Frankenfurter murders him. <laughs> Just straight up. Frankenmurder. Bashes his head in. Yeah, Frankenmurder. Frankenmurder. <laughs> he just kills him. And you're like, well, that was that, that's a wrap on Meatloaf, everyone. Thank you, like, Meatloaf. But it makes sense for the production. <laughs> it that, does, like, but... like, you can't pay for Meatloaf for multiple days. But also, Actually, at the same time, you know... I love that they were like, they clearly advertised heavily that Meatloaf was in this, only to kill him off yes. after what I've seen is the runtime, uh, three minutes and seven seconds. And he's probably in it for 53 yeah. seconds before and after. So we'll say four minutes. Yeah. Four minutes for Hot Patootie, which is a great song. But uh, do you know, actually, I'm only realising this now. Do you know what makes me think of this? And this movie came later. But Scream. Have you seen Scream? I actually haven't seen Scream. <gasps> Scream's a good one. It's, it's good fun. Because it, a lot of stuff now would have borrowed from Scream. Yes, but Scream yes. did it first. Yeah. Uh, the first five minutes, it's Drew Barrymore. Yeah, She's yeah. like on the phone. She's the babysitter. And spoiler alert for Scream. Spoiler alert for Gary. Oh, I know, I know. Only ma- yeah, exactly. She's killed immediately. Yeah. So it's like, it's the same thing. They're like, we got Drew Barrymore. And then it's like, eh, we got her for the opening. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like, we got Meatloaf. And he's dead. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, yeah, like he does the job. And I, oh, do you know what's really funny is, I, I don't know, I read far too much into this. I think I over-researched it, which I think was funny <laughs> that like, they obviously got to You st- overthinking. <laughs> but they, 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 um, they had obviously the, the, the stunt double for the motorbike. But mm-hmm. there's scenes where you see Meatloaf like riding the motorbike, but it's like from the from like the steering wheel to his face kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's great. When POV, I, yeah, you are Meatloaf's yeah, steering is, wheel. But it's great because you realise that how they got those shots where they just pushed him, pushed him around in a, wheel, in a wheelchair. <laughs> I just love the idea of him oh. like mouthing the song Hoppatooty uh, while he's being pushed around in a wheelchair. <laughs> like it's just, That's someone's job. It's just the really intern funny. on set that day, they were like, push Meatloaf harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and yeah then, and then it's another kill. I can meet yeah he's killed uh, I can make you a man reprise and uh, they go off and fuck uh, to... and get married question mark they don't get married they're just like the the, the, the that 
that song comes on i think the yeah less of the unison of their you know you know soul so much as one's dick to another's anus probably yeah who's topping in that relationship it's gotta be rocky right um sorry that was the perfect time for your voice to break (laughs) in gay panic um well no yes and no because you would say rocky but then again we see what happens with Jack yes, Frank this is what... and Bar- uh, Brad later on Brad. in the movie. This is what yeah. I'm saying. Maybe, maybe Frankenfurter's a um, a verse, mm. which is for versatile Gary. Ah, he both tops and bottoms. There you go. Didn't know. I thought they were just yeah, called. Because... I thought they were called. Uh, <laughs> is that? Too... I don't know if I'm going to offend people. Is that called? I thought they used to be called toppity bottoms. <laughs> Bottoms. It's the old switcheroo. Yeah, the old, yeah, that's that's so much better. Who do I speak to from the <laughs> LGBTQ community to discuss n- n- nomenclature change from verse uh, verse to switcher switcheroo? Well, see, this is me giving away too much here, but switch is also a different oh, thing. God damn. Okay, what about Uno reverse? <laughs> yeah, Uno reverse. Yeah, card. I think Perfect. that I think that should be one. Frank Inferno's uh, an Uno is an reversal. Uno reverse. I think that's yeah. Um, what else we got? Uh, then we got a. Uh, so we move on to. But no, that, that this is where the great line is. Yes. So um, you know, Frank Inverter's enamored and so impressed. Obviously, he loves Rocky, but he's also like, "This is my creation. Like, admire him. Isn't he wonderful?" And Janet is loyal to her man for now. <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I don't like men with a lot of muscles." And he's like, "Well, I didn't make him for you." <laughs> Which I just but love because he's like, isn't he good? Isn't he great? Shut up. I don't care about your opinion. No, actually, I think that comes after sort of Damocles. And then during the song, oh. uh, I Can Make You a yes. Man, I remember she yes, has yes, that. Yes. All of a sudden, she's like, I'm a muscle man. She's in the background of one of the songs. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I was slightly out of order. Exactly. She uh, sees Rocky and she's like, well, maybe, maybe I don't mind a muscly man. <laughs> But it's just great because I just love Tim Curry. Like, I didn't make him for you. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Take Brad. I've got Rocky. <laughs> uh, well, look, he's only got Rocky for so long because the next song, mm. Janet gets Rocky. Oh, is it immediately? Not immediately. What happens? Oh, they about, like, yeah. yeah. They like get terrorized. What happens? Poor Rocky. Something happens where Rocky's like... Oh, so what happens then... Yeah, so what happened was they all go to bed, uh, Brad and Janet, in separate bedrooms because they're only only engaged. They're not married yet. And she's only ever kissed him. That's important. So what happens then is Frankenfurter, master of disguise, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) comes into... (laughs) Quite the voice actor. (laughs) Quite the voice actor. Comes in uh, to Janet's bedroom pretending to be Brad fucks Janet. (laughs) Yes, but it is, because for a second I was rewatching this and I was like, oh no, is this going to be like an icky, like, assault scenario? But it's all very consensual. Oh, it is actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because at first you're like, oh god, he's sneaking in as Brad, is he going to, like, trick her? But no, she notices immediately that yeah. it's not. It's false <laughs> pretenses. Yeah, it's false pretenses yeah. to begin with. Exactly, then, but then yeah. he's like, but do you want to? And she's like, okay. <laughs> she, she's just like, it's just like, you know when someone asks you if you want another pint or another, like, coffee? Let's just say, for the non-drinkers, like, I shouldn't. You know? Shouldn't. And then it becomes like... Yeah, it's like, do you want the last biscuit? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I couldn't... Pa- well, oh, no, if you're... Okay, yeah, no, if you're gonna... Yeah, that's fine. Let's fuck. Yeah. I mean, she, in the last six hours, has discovered her sexuality. She's like, oh, oh. Yeah, and I think that's, like, that's a great 
you know, theme for this movie and it's all about like, it is all about like sexual liberation and discovering your sexuality and stuff like that, which I yeah. think it's kind of funny because obviously your man Richard O'Brien was just like, fuck it. This is what I'm, yeah. you know, this is what I'm feeling. And like, you know, I think it's great. And obviously a lot of people, it just resonated with people. And I think, I think Tim Curry came out and said like, it's essential viewing for teenagers. Cause it's just like, oh, yeah. yeah, he was just like, watch this and see how you feel after and move on. <laughs> yeah. It'll start some conversations. Yeah. It'll start some thoughts. You know, you might get really attracted to meatloaf after and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You want to wear eyeshadow? That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. But what I love is, so he does that. <laughs> So he comes in as Brad to her. She like takes off the wig. It's like, what have you done to Brad? And he's like, nothing. Do you think I should? <laughs> <laughs> and then after presumably riding her, yeah. he goes into Brad and does the exact same thing. He goes and dresses Janet. <laughs> he notices immediately. And I love when they do this sort of like the, repetition yeah. trope. He's like, what have you done to Janet? Nothing. Do you think I should? Which is a lie at this point. He has <laughs> yeah. done something to but we Janet. Don't know. We don't know. They could have been we, Yeah. There was just, there was a lot of just bouncing and shadow play. There was... Um, And yes, I remember now. So Riff Raff and Magenta, we can tell, are sort of jealous of Rocky. So... And all the attention. Yeah, and the reason for that is Riff Raff is hinted to have done a lot of the work. So apparently there's Mm. that line where Riff Raff is like, everything's just awaiting your word. I said, it was something like that. I can't remember, but it's very much like... All you need to say is do it and all the work I've done will get done. Yes. <laughs> like, all you have to do is flip the switch. Yeah. And you, you can, get a you can fuck you the thing I've been making. And I, I was watching an interview. You get a boy toy. Out yeah. Of this. And I was watching an interview with Richard O'Brien where he was talking about how he was just like there's such resentment from Riff Raff to uh Frankenfurter because he's like oh, so you're just really good at, like, biological transformations and you can, like, do whatever you want and you've made a... Fix my hump! Come on! (laughs) Just, like, look at what's on me! My back! I am balding! I have a hump! And you've decided to use your genius to build a fuckboy? Yeah. He's like, oh, you're ugly. I don't want to fix you. I want a hot <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, and apparently, like, that's right. That he channeled a lot of that for the character, where it's just like, he, he doesn't. Amazing. Although he serves Frankenfurter, he does it with such resentment because it's just like, you could fix yes. me and you don't. Uh, yeah. So we see that like Riff Raff, not impressed. He's getting sick of this bullshit that Frankenfurter's pulling. So he releases Rocky. No, he scares, he scares the dogs. No, he scares him with a, the chandel, like the candles, like fire, like hinting oh, like the Frank, yeah, which is, Frankenstein which is a monster. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Rocky breaks free and then he's running around the grounds and they release the dogs. And by the way, for a movie in 1975, uh, it does a better job of depicting what futuristic technology did than Star Wars because it predicted <laughs> Zoom whereas Star Wars are like, oh, they'll just be weird holographic projections that come out of the floor. Right. Uh, whereas just like this, just cameras and zooms all over the like, uh, like yeah exactly. and lightsabers where's my lightsaber don't know about that but yeah. where are my where, I um, want to know where it is sex parties <laughs> <laughs> oh trust me they're everywhere <laughs> we're just not having them but, get on to uh, one of yeah, your so... Uno Reverso friends they'll tell you where it is <laughs> But poor Rocky's being chased by these dogs and he's like scared and frightened and Janet finds him and is like, I'll take care of you. And she rips her slip, the slip, the aforementioned slip to become bandages for him. And she's like, oh, I'm going to take care of him. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't even know how it happens. Does he like, 
I think they just look at each other for long enough and they're both like, yep, yeah, this is happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's great about this was I was watching it. So I think we had, a, we had agreed we were going to do this, um, yeah. this, this, this movie. And I was watching a show called Kidding. By the way, if anyone hasn't seen Kidding, it's got Jim Carrey in it and not the Jim Carrey you'd expect. Um, it's a very <laughs> nuanced show that's very, very good. But basically he plays like a Mr. Rogers-esque character um, mm-hmm. and his wife is divorcing him. He's got a kid, but like, you know, he's obviously not very overtly sexual. Uh, but they're like, div- <laughs> but basically one of their other kids, they have two kids, but one of them, di- like spoiler alert, it's the first episode. But he dies and they get divorced and his life's going to shit and he's obviously not been with mm-hmm. anyone in ages, but he sleeps with someone. And there's a scene where... Where he's just in like the the costume department. He's just full of like just in with all the like costumes and stuff. And he's going touch it, touch it, touch it, touch. And he's singing the song. <laughs> and I'm like, that is perfect for this character because it's like yeah. a, rep- a sexually repressed character who's like had a like such a like a sexual awakening is now singing this song. Yes. So I enjoy so. It was in this movie and I saw it in this TV show I love called Kidding. It's on Now TV for anyone that has it. Please watch it. It's great. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, fuck, I can't wait to watch Rocky Horror. And then eventually. Uh, yes. It comes up with this. This is this is the point when when I was young that I was like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this because <laughs> at this point you don't need nuance. She's like, touch me. I want to be dirty. I haven't had sex before, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think she's trying I, to say I, something. I think the first verse is I was feeling done in couldn't win I'd only ever kissed before and then the two characters watching on the zoom link from upstairs oh, yes. were like you mean she and the other one's like uh-huh and then I was yeah. like, oh actually so maybe she didn't with Frankenfurter then if she is singing to Rocky that she hasn't ah that's a good point yeah maybe yeah. But- maybe maybe they just kissed <laughs> on the bed <laughs> with heavy dry humping but, uh, yeah cause cause we do see on the zoom link later that Brad's like smoking a cigarette yes. on the side of the bed so he definitely oh, got 100%. railed but, Jan- <laughs> but Janet's like I've only kissed I forgot oh, about better. this forgot about Brad smoking that's fantastic uh, again it's just so funny because he's that American clean cook kind of guy you wouldn't think of the smoke but he does um, but just to finish the, 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 the last lyrics of this verse which was um, do it. I was like I thought there's no use to getting into heavy petting it only leads to trouble and seat wetting <laughs> yeah I didn't remember the seat wetting lyric <laughs> I was like girl did you piss yourself I think it's no I know I know but I'm just like because when you think of wetting <laughs> You know, True. when someone says, I wet myself, yeah. you're not like, ah, they're turned on. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't, like you never say, like, <laughs> oh, she's wet. Indeed. Yeah. So that yeah. as well. <laughs> but yeah. And then she's like, hello, yeah, seven hour man. Let's have sex in the fish tank that you were built in. Joe, I think I'm just going to read the entire lyrics. I don't care how long this podcast is. Now all I want to know is how to... I love that I'm doing this in the driest voice as well. Um, Now all I... uh, Now all I want to know is how to go. I've tasted blood and I want more... Parentheses. More, more, more. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'll put up no resistance. I want to stay the distance. I've got an itch to scratch. I need assistance. Touch a, touch a, touch a, touch me. I want to be dirty. Thrill me, chill me, fulfill me, creature of the night. And then it goes, then if anything grows while you pose, I'll oil you up and rub you down. Down, <laughs> down, down. <laughs> and that's just one small fraction of the main attraction. You need a friendly hand and I need the action. <laughs> And then it just goes, yeah. touch, touch, touch me. Yeah, very overtly, like, as in, like, yeah, I think this is the bit where it was yeah. just very much, oh, yeah, this is the fuck me song. Oh, 
know, this is going to be me on nightclubs. <laughs> just like... <laughs> First twenty second of October. Touch it, touch it, touch it, touch me. And then I'll get the creatures of the night. That's great. I, like, I enjoyed that as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. That, actually, yeah. How would you rate the song? How would you rate "Touch It, Touch It, Touch Me" as a song? Out of you know six, set of nine. Hey, that's perfect. Moving on. <laughs> um, where we got now, Eddie? This is great. I love this. Oh no! So I mean, slightly before that, Doctor Scott. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the person they're going to see comes to visit because... Um, so they're going to visit Dr. Scott, but what happens is Dr. Scott also happens to be the uncle of Eddie who sent him a note. Yes. So Dr. Scott shows up at the house. Um, yes, and it turns out that Dr. Scott and Dr. Frank Unferter oh, are something of uh, enemies yeah. in the scientific community. <laughs> they're scientific a real, rivals. A real, just... a real Tesla versus Einstein here. Absolutely. Like, you know, when we were at college and there was one elderly, doddery professor in a wheelchair and a blanket and then the cross-dressing lecturer who had the fishnets and they were on par with each other. Mm. This is, Doctor you know... And <laughs> no, you can't use their actual name. I'll believe that, it's fine. Oh, it's gonna hurt so much to believe that. We can release it for, to just for, for anyone that went to college with me in Circa and that wants to know what that bleeped word is, I will send you a voice. I'll send you this audio. I'll send you the uncensored <laughs> yeah. version. DM at reading in the peers on Instagram. Uh, and if hey, and if you didn't go to college, you want to know why not? I'll send it to you as well. Just DM DM at Instagram at reading in the peers. Um, so this scene, so this song, what happens is uh, Doctor Scott is invited to dinner. Yeah, he shows up because he's like, where's my nephew? And they're just like, oh, we can't talk about that. It's dinner time. Yeah. And um, so this dinner scene is happening where uh, I think Janet at this point knows that Brad fucked Frankenfurter. Wait, yeah, because wait, when's the amazing moment of just like, Dr. Scott, Rocky, Janet, oh, Brad, Dr. Scott. That <laughs> when must, does that happen? That must be before. That the, must be before. That must be that must be when they all come into the main operating theatre. So everyone, Frankenfurter and Brad end up back in the lab. Mm-hmm. Can't remember exactly why, but Riff Raff sees on the old uh, security cameras someone out. On the Zoom oh. link, he sees someone out in the forest. It's just like this forest floor with a man in a wheelchair. And you're like, how did he get there? It looks like he was just plopped into yeah. the forest floor. Anyway, and but as chance would have it, Brad recognises him. And he's like, that's, that's Dr. Scott, my old... And science teacher who like hooked me and Janet up and also our other two classmates and Riff Raff is like we took, you know the, we, this... we took the fuck module <laughs> we took it. oh that's what we did wrong Gary we never I know. took the fuck module oh ridiculous I took uh, I took four year analysis instead <laughs> exactly I took you know plasmonic materials <laughs> over fuck analysis. over over fuck <laughs> They, they used to, they used to have that up in the arts block. That's why we never went to it. Exactly, it was too far away. Too far we only away. got that one hour break exactly, a day, yeah. and I like, I'm not going to go to that JCR when our JCR yeah. is closer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Brad recognizes Doctor Scott, and Riff Raff kind of slips up a little bit in his demeanor and says, "Like you recognize this Earthling? I mm. mean, person." Mm. And uh, Doctor Scott. Oh, you know, then uh, they are in the lab and just to their left is the fuck tank. The fuck tank. <laughs> I feel like we should have been calling everything the fuck something. Yeah. The fuck Ray. The fuck Ray. 
you're in the fuck lift. The, the fuck the time, the, the, fuck, time fuck. the fuck warp. <laughs> it's uh, just a jump to the left. <laughs> yeah, that's how I've been doing I'm it. Gonna fuck to the right. <laughs> Put your hands on your hips. Put your hands on their hips. <laughs> that is better. If you put your hands on your hips, you might just face plant onto them. And then, yeah, you just you, you use the same lyrics. It's a pelvic thrust. It really drives you insane. Indeed. <laughs> and you, you, you screech it into their ear at top volume, wearing a party hat. <laughs> Let's do the time the fuck. fuck again. <laughs> okay. So what happens then is, I'm going to get this on track, uh, Frank Inferno discovers that Janet and Rocky have fucked. And what yes. happens then is he gets very angry and then he sees this uh, Dr. Scott at the door who also he's like, fuck this guy. And uh, not fuck this guy, he doesn't fuck him yet. And what happens is like, God, <laughs> Metaphorically he's like, fuck this guy. Yeah, he's like, God damn it, this person. Um, so what happens then is he uses a, liver, a lever to his left, which is a magnet, but only for wheelchairs to go up a direct course <laughs> up the stairs. It's a very funny yep. scene of just the, the wheelchair just going up the stairs perfectly. Uh, and yeah. what's great is that he smashes through... The wall. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Scott, the wheelchair just like blasts through the wall because apparently they just forgot to build another door into the lab. So what happened was apparently... Because they come up by the lift. Yeah. So there's no stairs technically into the, the only lab. The only door is the, uh, is the, the, the deep freeze. And apparently oh, they were yeah, like, yeah. it'd be great if you just smashes through the door. And they're like, yeah. Wait, we don't have what a door. door? <laughs> We have the the wedding chapel. We have the deep freeze. We have the fuck tank. Uh, we have the observation deck no, for hold the Transylvanians. On. No, first of all, please come on. There's the fuck chapel, the fuck tank, <laughs> and the fuck deck. <laughs> but um, so he smashes through, and then he's and then what happens? Riff Raff and Magenta come through that door, like that the 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 hole in which uh, Doctor Scott came through. <laughs> was like, guys, look, you're gonna have to wrap this up. It's dinner time. So dinner's ready. Your dinner's gonna get cold. They all sit down at this table. And it leads to just some fantastic acting by Tim Curry as he's just very angrily carving a turkey, knowing that Janet and Rocky have fucked and that Dr. Scott's here. And uh, and that Brad and Rocky, no, and Brad and Dr. Frankenfurter have fucked. Well, Frankenfurter's not upset by that, but I think at this no, point... No. Uh, Janet might yeah. know as well, um, because there's yeah. that whole of like there's that whole like exchange in the in the in the in the I was gonna say the laboratory. In the fuck lab. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna, Listen, we've lost I, control. I was gonna I was gonna say the fuckatory. <laughs> but uh, I think this might be the one podcast where I get taken down for too much swearing. But uh, maybe can we say the make a content we, warning can, on this? Can one. we say make lovatory? <laughs> I think so. From now on, we shall refer to it only yeah, as the sanctity of making yeah, love. Making love. Uh, <laughs> making feet for little shoes, I think. I hate that term! Ah! <laughs> Belly slapping. Uh, the, hor- <laughs> <laughs> the, the horizontal hula. Uh, that's slightly better. You are just coming out with these eye-watering analogies. 
<laughs> Funny enough, just to go back to our college days, me, uh, Sarah, and Lily looked up all these different, different like alternative ways to say fuck uh, uh, during. Okay. I, actually, I think it was just me and Sarah while Lily did work. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more. That uh, sounds more like. Yeah, uh, Lily, uh, podcast guest, uh, many a times on this, and excellent student excellent as opposed student. to the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what happens then is there's this dinner, everyone's getting all angry at each other, and then uh, and it's, fr- it's not just it's not just any dinner. It is Rocky's birthday dinner oh, and fuck. they sing happy birthday to him. And Frankenfurter puts on a party hat very seriously and then is very grumpily is like, happy birthday to you. And yeah. then they sit down and have a tense dinner uh, and they're Doesn't like, Dr. Long. Scott, <laughs> uh, why are you here? And he has like a letter from Eddie uh, and he goes into his song about like why he was called here and Eddie basically from the deep freeze I guess or just before the deep freeze wrote a letter to his uncle being like come save me well it's implied that um, Frankenfurter has fucked or made love with ah, yes. Colum- Columbia Eddie yep. and then Magenta um, and no no uh, no I think it's and then it, oh, I don't know maybe maybe and then, and then, and then it's Rocky. Oh no, you're right. It was Columbia, then Eddie, then Rocky. Yeah, and it's just this whole thing, and it and it is. Oh, I don't know. Does it is it is it meant to have that you know layer on it of just you know not being able to like stay in a stable relationship and just you know be a dick. I don't know if it's meant to have any of that shit in it, but it's I, just like yeah. But he's just using them and tossing them aside. And it yeah, it goes back to how like Frankenfurter, as much as we're seeing him being like you know a, a, you know eccentric and being like I'll fuck anybody that he actually doesn't think about people's feelings and no. how he leaves them both whether you know you're someone like Columbia who's like hurt by the whole experience or Eddie yeah. who has half a brain frozen and then <laughs> absolutely mauled to death with a pickaxe I think yeah I mean I hope he I hope Eddie and Columbia had a, a loving relationship for at least some time because yeah. Columbia has a wall sized like wallpaper picture oh, of yeah. him but um but that that Eddie song, I love it because I, oh, just just to go so just, just just to go back to why I don't think uh, Meatloaf would have been great was because he got this guy and he's just doing this German accent and um you know a I very think dry performance yeah and I think I, I you know I know you enjoyed it and um and I did and it was like, <laughs> oh, fuck you. Und I did. Und I did. Uh, and it's great. And, it's, and again, it goes back to some of that, like, you know, German scientist from uh, some of that, yeah. from those other, like, sci-fi horror movies and such. Um, and uh, Frankenfurter pulls away the um, tablecloth and the table is actually like a snow white casket with yeah. Eddie inside. Uh, and then all the, that. Did you hear, loose. did you hear that? Um, <laughs> did you hear this? Were you speaking to people recently where you heard about this? <laughs> uh, where apparently... Um, they didn't tell any of the actor or the actresses that <gasps> no! the meatloaf um, uh, like dummy p- prop corpse would be there so apparently uh, I think the only people that knew were Tim Curry Richard O'Brien and obviously obviously meatloaf <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, they, they didn't tell anyone so a lot of it was a, a genuine reaction and I, oh, I love it I think I think someone got injured let me double check no that what happens is right. Barry Bostwick <laughs> pounds his fist during the table scene but uh, he accidentally slams it onto Susan Sarandon's hand. Oh no! Oh no! So the reaction of her being like shocked by, um, you know, uh, Brad's anger is like, oh my God, you just punched my hand. <laughs> and now there's a corpse. But it's funny because she gets her revenge later on because there's a scene that involves spike heels and let's just say one went through his foot. He go through his foot <gasps> but she like stood on him. <laughs> like... Ooh, yep. Um, but... But uh, then... 
they're just running around and uh, Rocky, no, not Rocky, Frankenfurter chases Janet, just roasting her about how, like, she's not that much. The sex was shit. <laughs> Planet. Schmanet. Janet. Janet. I love, they managed to do so many, I say so many, but two songs with a lot of, like, Janet wising. <laughs> Janet <Yeah>. rhyming. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, my favourite thing was, uh, what was it? It's like, you're as sensual as a pencil. <laughs> you're as sensual as a pencil. Hold on. And she's just like, oh, you beastly man. Uh, and then what else is happening while that's... He's mainly just chasing... Oh, they're all trying to get back to the lab. Some of yes, them are in the, the lift and she's being yeah. chased around. Yeah. Like a like a sexy Scooby-Doo. They're all just like running around in their underwear. Yeah. And it gets to the point where, because, no, she's, I think she's in her underwear. Brad's in his fuck gown. Or should I say <laughs> made love gown. Post- Make loving gown. Post made love gown. Post coital gown. Uh, post coital gown. <laughs> My God. I feel like a lot of the stories, come, horror movies come out of, uh, you know, the horror stories coming out of Hollywood is always like, and he wore his post coital gown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not not a good look. <laughs> but uh, what you call it? It's uh, yes, they all get up to the lab then, and uh, Frankenfurter is like, you know what? I've I've kind of had enough of all this. I'm turning you all into statues. Yep, <laughs> you know, uh, the the feet freeze. He has a feet freezing ray and a wheel freezing way. And, and he just yeah, and just decides, you know, what? I'm going to turn you all into like naked. Um, you know, Greek or Latin statue, uh, Roman yeah, statues. With his Medusa ray. Medusa, yeah, that makes sense vaguely. Uh, and he, this is where the song Hot Dog is. Oh yes, Planet Hot Dog. <laughs> where they just say, you're a hot dog and don't you hurt her, Frank Furter. <laughs> you're a hot dog. <laughs> um, and then this, this, her. Frank Furter. <laughs> and this all leads to him basically dressing them up in like burlesque clothing to do a musical number at the end for his yeah. entertainment. Um, oh, don't forget that uh, just before this uh, entertainment number, Magenta and Riff Raff are like, "This we're also sick of Frank and Furter. We want to go back to Transylvania. And they're kissing, kissing siblings. Siblings who kiss. Are they, kids? Are they siblings? Yes, he refers to, like, your brother Riff Raff at one point. Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. Yes. Um, They're siblings. Oh. This is... Don't... If anyone is watching this in their formative years, don't take this advice. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> Everything look, else is above If board. you want to wear fishnets and eyelining and, you know, you know, sleep with whoever you want, just don't be related to them. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is the baseline. Of yeah. This isn't kink shaming. This is illegal. <laughs> Uh, but that's all. That's uh, a yeah. weird. Um, well, because uh, oh, well, we, mild we, we, spoiler. Oh, no, we're going to because I do like saying, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to get into a bit of a spooky, scary spoilers. I think at this point we get the idea that they might be the bad guys because, like, they don't like Frankenfurter and they're yeah. scheming and they're kissing and it's incest. Yeah. Oh, we're in spoilers <laughs> now, so we're, we can all we can just flat out say they're they're all aliens from. The planet Transylvania. No. Uh, the really? planet transsexual from the universe yes. of Transylvania. Sorry, sorry, I got confused there. You know, God, I'm, you I'm, clearly didn't do astrophysics I'm, I'm in not, college. I'm not up on my LGBTQ terms. All, <laughs> yes. all I know is uh, top, bottom, and uno reverso. 
or so. And a previous guest of the show, uh, astrophysics major, Orla can tell us definitely about the planet transsexual in the galaxy, Transylvania. So yeah, uh, Frankenfurter puts on this whole show. The, the song Rose Tint My World, that's just, mm. what's that about? That's just generally just like... Yeah, he's like, I'm going to play my way. He's like a sulking child. Yeah. You know, he dresses up his toys for the, the floor show. Yeah. And they're all doing their, their bit and then it, it just becomes this weird don't dream it be it sort of um, song, which I think it's not really, no one, I, I feel like it's not one of the biggest songs, but I feel like it probably has the most meaning of any of the songs in this movie. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the takeaway quote, don't yeah. dream it, be it, which is very lovely. But yeah, it's this is where the music sags for me a little bit. Yeah, I think I think it becomes... Just these, these two, the yeah. like sort of, when they come back to life as statues and don't dream it, be it. Yeah. It's just, a, they're, they feel a bit more like filler. Yeah, and I, I think it's kind of like, the, for this scene, it's, it's meant to have all the emotional weight where we kind of understand, I guess, Frankenfurter's motives behind everything. And it's kind of like... I don't know if it's meant to be kind of a, a case of like, you know, if uh, if you're watching this and you don't think that this is like a thing that's allowed, like, mm. you know, just don't dream it. Like you can, you know, you can sleep with yeah. whoever you want or express yourself wherever you want. Um, but I, I do think it's kind of a case of like the music isn't great. So it's kind of like, no. it, it's not as catchy as Sweet Transvestite or, or, or Time no. Warp. So it doesn't have the same like lasting effects, but also no. maybe the enjoyment during the scene, I guess. So... Yeah, it's trying to be a bit more serious, which is kind of a, a turn for this movie that you're not maybe expecting. But I'd say for a lot of people it is uh, weighty. Oh, but if God, it doesn't yeah, yeah. do it if it doesn't do it for you, don't worry. When all the statues come back to life, we get nipples from Colombia. Oh yes, I forgot about that. So I was so distracted by the fact that everyone knew how to dance in heels except for the guy who played Rocky. I don't, but like I know that was probably the character Rocky not knowing how to walk in yeah. heels but all I could think of it was the actor being like I had no idea how to do any of this all I can do is be muscular <laughs> I wake up I'm muscular that is what I do you're asking me to sing and walk in heels no uh, go I've got me. I've got a feather boa and it's itchy <laughs> yeah. and just like and there's a lady with her tits out beside me how am I meant to concentrate <laughs> But yeah, I, like yeah, it's just it's just a weird like again like anything like this movie just overtly sexual scene and um, that uh, is trying to have hard as well. But um, I think what's great is in a way uh, Riff Raff and Magenta come in and be like, what 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 are you doing? Like what the fuck? Are you, what's this? Yeah. What is <laughs> they this? Kind of the, yeah. the tension. Yeah, it's just like, like what are you doing? Like we're here to do a thing and you're not doing the fucking thing. All right. Stop. We had a deal. Yeah. Stop your pool orgy. And <laughs> yeah. Let us go. Get the fuck. Come on. And uh, yeah, and then like the the whole alien plot comes to light then um, because we, we should have seen it coming it, it had mad scientists it had you know the horror element it had clone like the Frankenstein thing and everything yeah. uh, and then aliens of course why not aliens yeah when I saw this for the first time I felt a bit cheated but I also was too dim to understand kind of the setup that was <laughs> yeah. happening I was like aliens that's just ridiculous and now as an adult I'm like sir the whole movie's ridiculous <laughs> you were, I think you were trying to read too much into this sex movie <laughs> Sorry, this making love making movie. Making love movie, yes, please. Thank you. Come on, there's children. This making to this. love film. Yes, this this love film. 
<laughs> sex tape. Uh, but sex video. Sex video. Um, so so yeah, what happens then is uh, the two of them kill Frankenfurter, and they're like, you know what, we're going back to our planet. You can just do whatever the fuck you want, and yeah. everyone just has to like run out of the building. There's also this the the superhero song as well. Or there's I'm going yeah. home when Frankenfurter is like, dying. And there's a great King Kong homage. I, yeah, Rocky. it's literally it's literally the last note I have, which is King Kong yeah. symbolism is a bit much. Yeah, but it is like they set it up. It's again silly and stupid, but like yeah. in the very in science feature double science fiction double feature, I think they mention it. Yeah, they mention King Kong, and then uh, he Frankfurt is singing whatever happened to Faye Ray and. He's, yeah. he, I think he sees himself as like this protagonist of a wonderful Hollywood movie and he's actually just like a weird sex scientist alien <laughs> yeah uh, again we, we could spend all day trying to get to the, to the mindset of Frank and Werner and what he's, what he's <laughs> going for here um, but like it takes I don't know like it takes a lot for a guy to build um, a clone built to his specifications of what he wants to fuck to then be like I've done that. Now there's two plain looking white people here that I also want to fuck. <laughs> ah, look at these two slices of white bread. I, I didn't. Mm. <laughs> but, um, and yeah, and like they escape and then the house, and there's that great, like, um, in the superhero, I think it's superhero song where the, the, criminolo- the criminologist, I think it's called, or the narrator is kind of just talking, oh, like, yeah, kind yeah. of just describing like some of the events and stuff and, um, the house then is a spaceship and it yeah. goes <laughs> oh, into know. space. Yeah, this old Victorian or manor or whatever the fuck is a spaceship. Yeah. And uh, one one line I like before that is Riff Raff shoots Columbia, Frankenfurter, and then Rocky. Yes. And Magenta's like, I thought you liked them. <laughs> they liked you. And he's like, they never liked me. <laughs> and it's just again always breaking the tension. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I just like, I thought you liked them. <laughs> like, yeah, kill Frankenfurter, but what did poor Al Columbia ever do? She wore her PJs and her little Mickey Mouse ears. Did you hear her during the time warp? My God, my eardrums. <laughs> I was walking down the street just to have a drink. <laughs> I can sing the whole bit. I'm obsessed with it, but I won't. Thank I you. absolutely will not. I think, I think we've uh, exceeded our quota of singing the songs from this movie. <laughs> Possibly. Um, you and me should go to a sing-along of this and just, like, go completely hammered and it'll be wonderful. Absolutely. Um, I'd actually love to go. That's one thing I'd, like, I, again, like, oh, yeah, the movie ends, whatever the fuck, they escape. Um, yeah. Brad and Janet have been changed forever in the sense that, like, you know, the whole sexual liberation, do they stay together, do they not? It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, okay, I guess, like, like I'd love to go see the the... the, the, the like the, one of the event things where you, you yes back exactly to... because someone mentioned to me like oh it's on in the board gosh and I'm like yeah but I don't think I can show up to the board gosh like <laughs> or the Grand Canal Theatre or whatever it's called like dressed up and screaming at the stage I feel yeah. like that's a bit too it'll be like a, it's like we're going to see a show and yeah, I'm like yeah. nah I want to go to some dingy little theatre like not did you, but something like a Vicar Street where like you can heckle and yeah. <laughs> whatever and do the whole thing. Yeah. I love to Because I have here, like apparently they 
like you know you bring rice to throw at the wedding there's water pistols yeah. during the rain scenes there's um there's uh flashlights there's toast at some flashlights point. for the there's a light scene rubber gloves for the uh rocky creation scene there's the noisemakers for when they applaud the creation toilet paper uh to throw when they say great scott confetti toast for when um when frankenfurter proposes a toast they all throw toast yes. um there's just all stuff like that it just seems gas um yes, and again i absolutely bucket list need to do and, and again it just goes to show like not only is it a great movie but it's something that spawned such love and such fandom from it that like yes. I know that but like I feel like you could never get in an argument about this movie with someone in the sense that like you could talk about it but you'd never get in an argument whereas I feel like something that has a massive fandom like an Avengers I feel like you could yeah. say something and it'd be all fucking argument you know what I mean? whereas I feel like there's such love behind Rocky Horror yes there's such like love and power like at this point you cannot deny its impact yeah yeah like if there's an avengers you know screening in 40 years where they're all i don't know talk, talking along like that'll so we can eat our words then but yeah. this film has really stood the test of time and has only gone from strength to strength like absolutely and i guess just one of the other things i just did want to ask for a wrap up was what is your favorite song what, what what's the one that sticks with you the most <sighs> not even though Time Warp is a 10 out of 10 song, yeah. it's not my favourite because I'm like, we all know it, it's fine. Damn it, Janet is up there for me as is uh, Hot Patootie. Because <laughs> <laughs> just like, he's here, he's gone, there we go, thank you, Meatloaf. <laughs> um, and I, I like Light uh, uh, over at the Frankenstein place. Okay, I think it's an underrated... You're going to say something and I'll be like, oh, that's also a class well, song. Uh, it's so sweet, hard sweet to... Transvi- transvi- oh, yeah, Transvestite is like, yeah. in my opinion, the best because it just, it just, from a musical point of view, I think it's fantastic and also from yeah. the performance but then also what it sets up for the movie. I think it's just like, it just, it, it, it perfectly encapsulates this movie. Um, yes. So that's probably my favourite. That's the thing. Um, I could, you one, could ask one... me this on a different day every week and I'll, a different day of the week and I will have whatever my mood is, I'll be like, oh my God, Janet Weiss. Like, yeah. whoever buys up Janet Weiss. Yeah. Of course it's that one or, you know, something else. It's too good. Yeah. Well, like, look, Circa, this has been astounding, you know, but time, you know, it's definitely fleeting and all I can say is that madness has most definitely taken control. But look, listen closely and I swear to God, it's not for much longer, you know. Look, I've just got to keep some control of this podcast, okay? Gary, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I cannot believe you are trolling me like this. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I remember <laughs> doing the time warp, drinking those moments when. Uh, for anyone looking away to escape the podcast, it's just a quick jump to the left. Um... <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Look, if you want to look particularly angry at me, sir, girl, all you gotta do is put your hands on your hips. <laughs> and bring your knees in tight. <laughs> okay, right. We need to Wait, just... Just, am I meant to pelvic thrust at you? Is that like an intimidation tactic? <laughs> you can, don't, you can, don't worry, save that for the 22nd of October. <laughs> yes, boys of Dublin, <laughs> be ready, be afraid. <laughs> Um, Circa, Neil Lachlan, um, 
fantastic as always. I love that this has managed to go nearly as long as the actual movie itself. And it could go longer. There's enough to talk about. Look, I know you enjoyed it. And I I did. So I guess... Oh my God. I'm never speaking to you again. But that's, I mean... uh... So... So, uh, all the stuff to say is, Sergey, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Anything it's else? Been any, wonderful. Anything else to add or wrap up? Uh, stay sexy, stay safe, stay consensual, and have a good spooky season. You have a spooky season, guys. Um, thanks, Emil. Uh, for anyone who's listened to this or any other podcasts, um, uh, thank you. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with the podcasts and know when new ones are coming out, whatever we're doing, you can follow at Reading in the Peers on Instagram. You can follow on Spotify. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, again, thank you very much for listening. We hope you keep an eye out for the next one and await with anticipation.